This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Mavericks. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, sitting here with me in the studio, David Moore. We don't have any Evan Grant today, so it's a bonus uh, day for everybody. It's a win-win, it's a win-win. At, least, at least from our perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit at the Mavericks. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten to see them play very much so far, David. Not entire games, but I've caught parts of games and yeah. uh, have followed uh, with a lot of interest on what's going on there. Yeah, that, I tell you what, uh, when they made the pick, when they uh, and that was a bold move. Yeah, speaking yeah. of bold, we were speaking of bold moves on the Cowboys and Jerry Jones making a mm-hmm. trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper, which I, I I agree with. I think there's certainly risk to come with that, but there's always risk. There's never a sure thing. Uh, I think when they made the trade to move up to take Luka Doncic uh, and they traded with Atlanta, mm-hmm. which Atlanta then used that pick, the fifth pick on Trey Young, True. who had 35 points and, and 10 assists the other night, yeah. uh, by the way. So yeah. he, he looked pretty good. I think this is a this was a really good draft. Uh, I think there were some really good top, players yeah. at the top of this draft. It looks like at least in the, you know, of those first five or six, five yeah, or six really. Are, are really good. Some of them could make be real difference makers in the mm-hmm. league. But I certainly – thought at the time that the only thing about Luka Doncic to me will determine his success was how well he gets along with Dennis Smith Jr. You know, mm-hmm. they only have one basketball at a time. Uh, and Dennis has always been a guy who had the ball in his hands since he's a little kid. Uh, a lot of dribbling going on out there. Yep. Could he coexist with Luka? Could he be the kind of – because Luka, to me, is no good unless the ball's going through him. Uh, he, he has great court vision. This is the kind of guy that you want to have the ball in his hand. So, it makes passes other players can't make because of his size. Right. He can do it is it goes back to what how Irvin J- Magic Johnson helped revolutionize the game. He was making passes from angles other players didn't make. Right. And so it got guys open in ways you hadn't seen before. Donkit Doncic has done the same thing and we've seen it already in three games just uh an impressive array already of what he can do from a passing. He does. You know, it's fun to watch because sometimes it doesn't work. You know, sometimes he still has, as we, as we learned, I didn't know. It's never going to work all the time with those players. I mean, Larry Bird is another guy who had a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Thomas had a lot of turnovers. Um, Now you don't want that. You want to bring that down, but creative players are going to take chances and turn the ball over more than players who just pass by the numbers. So it has been really fun watching him. He, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't consider him a, a pure shooter. He's a good shooter. Uh, he, he, he's certainly not shy about uh, putting up that three-pointer uh, or, or from anywhere. Uh, he's got a nice mid-range game, a lot like Harrison Barnes does as well. And we haven't seen Harrison Aaron Barnes yet at all. Now. And and they're and they're two and one, and they and Barnes hadn't gotten on the floor yet, and neither has Dirk for mm-hmm. that matter. So uh, I, I think we've seen some real difference in this uh, organization right now. Not only 
the fact that he's playing so well. Dennis is playing better, I think, uh, maybe a little more determined. Uh, but we're also seeing the impact that DeAndre Jordan is making uh, at center, which, you know, could have been a couple years ago too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, at any rate, it has been, to me, very impressive to watch these guys play. There's not a lot of defense going on, but there's not a lot of defense going on in the, in the, the league, NBA no. anymore. And there's still, I think, the thing that you want to see throughout this season and certainly Rick Carlisle wants to develop during the season is how Doncic, Doncic, Doncic and Easy Dennis Smith play off of each. Yeah. I mean, it, because it's, it's a different role for him. But but Dennis Smith Jr., look, we, we've already seen that, that Luka's a better distributor yes. and has a better feel for having the offense move through him than Smith has. Smith is uh, attack, explosive. Right. Well – yeah, his half-court game is not, not the no, same. No, but, but he's got to adjust his game to more slashing now without the ball, to get open right. and trust that, that Luke is going to get him the ball. That uh, uh, Again, he, he needs to use that explosiveness and rechannel it, and, but he has to do it now not initiating it. And th- that is an adjustment for guys, but it's early enough in his career, and, and uh, Rick Carlisle is enough of uh, – a task mask master who stays on task with yeah, guys. He does that. Uh, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is not going to be able to escape this. If they want him to play differently and feel, and I think they do, based on who they have now. You know what? This is a time in your career where you adapt, and this you may it may frustrate you at times this season, but this is going to make you a better player and the team better going forward, possibly this season as well. Let's let's work on this now and. Uh, this is really the only time you have a chance to work on it because once a player's in the league four or five years, it's, it's very difficult to make them change. You can look at oh, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony, so many other players who had a skill set that could have developed differently but did not because of what they were asked to do early. If you're going to ask a player to change his skill set and morph a little bit, it needs to be early in his career. Yeah. And uh, so if this is going to work, I think the timing of it is right to do. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I, I was talking to somebody at the Mavericks the other day uh, about the personalities on this team, you know, what's going to, how mm-hmm. this is all going to mesh and how it's going to work. And he was making the point that, you know, that Dennis uh, is quiet guy, you know, Dirk is fairly quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, Luca is also a guy, you know, nice, not easy going. That the guy who's really kind of stirring the drink is DeAndre. DeAndre. And yeah. that he's got a lot of personality, a lot of energy. Uh, and to me, it's very pivotal that this team gets off to a good start, first of all, because they get off to a bad start, there's no way they recover at all. No. And I'm not saying this is a playoff team. At and all. I, I still think the playoff aspirations are a little oh, overreach for this team. Oh, I, absolutely. I don't I, I think that's given where they were. Yeah. And you know, I think people are like, well, certainly they'll be better than Portland. Why would they be better than Portland? Portland well, had a pretty big gap on them. They've been together as a team. You know, I, I think it's just Denver uh, didn't make the playoff, and they won forty six games last year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that would be that would be a huge. I think if the Mavericks got to forty wins, that would be that would be I a big success. Anywhere close to five hundred, no question. Yeah, that'd be a big success. And so I, you know, that's why I was kind of asking around about it. What will it take to get DeAndre back? Obviously, it's going to take money. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But he's also twenty nine years old. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that you would think. I've never won. Uh, you know yeah. how important is winning to DeAndre? I think that's a big question for me. D- does he want to win before? Does he want to win a title before he gets out uh, of his career? Uh, he he still looks very good physically. Uh, yes, he does. He does. He gets Clearly. he gets yeah. around well for a big guy. 
Uh, we'll see how long he can carry that on. Can he can he play effectively for another three or four or five years? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's reasonable to assume that he could uh, at this point, with the, if he, barring any major injuries. But it's a question to me of, of what has to happen on this team besides the money and besides the market, whatever the market is for him. You know, his kind of center is really kind of on its way out in the NBA. We're looking yeah. more at guys who can step out and knock down a three-pointer. That's what everybody's looking for now, and, and, that, and he's not really that. So – uh, but they, the, the Mavericks have kind of uh, – Rick Carlisle has always done a good job with his centers and in incorporating them. That also impacts your pay on what you get on the free agent market going forward. And then – It so does. So are you just going to be, you know, Golden State calls and say, well, it'll be hard to turn that down, but how much is he worth to Golden State? Not as much as he would be worth to the Mavericks no, and, and teams that are worse. And, that, and that's the decision he's going to have to make. It's going to be – to me, it's going to be because of where the game has gone. It's going to be a dramatic pay difference for him – if he really wants to go to a team that's like on the verge of the title, because again, they're still going to look, a lot of those teams are going to look at him and go, yeah, but you know what? We may get in a series. We may get in a conference final that we need to win. And we're only going to have you on the floor 12 to 15 minutes in that right. game because of the matchups. Right. So how much can we really pay you? Right. And, it, and this is his last contract, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, last real contract. Well, he, yeah. He, he hit big on the last one, which gives him some latitude. To, it did. And, and which again, is going to be interesting because that gives him the latitude to, okay, how do you want to approach this now? Do you want to take a significant pay cut to be a, a role player on a really good team, or do you still want to be a feature guy and show that you have a, a skill set that a lot of players in this league don't have and one that will actually emphasize it? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that all goes. But so far, it's a very small sample size. They're very small. Three games, uh, but they're two and one. Uh, they, they've looked impressive. Uh, they, they look terrible in the opener, uh, but they have, yeah. they have looked impressive since then. And, and teams are scoring a lot of points, but they're scoring a lot of points. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's fun to play. Uh, and, and so I think when they get uh, Harrison Barnes back, which that's a big – get back there you know Rick yeah. Carlisle will tell you he's their most dependable scorer which he is mm-hmm. uh and uh I think that with him out that forces Wes Matthews to take more shots than you want him to take yes uh, and, and, and that's so, not always a good thing no not always a good thing very very frustrating sometimes <laughs> when you watch a Wes Matthews jack up those three-pointers uh but uh I think that this is a team that could win 40 games and it's certainly you would say a team on its way up this mm-hmm. is a young team uh they have just a couple of key players over the age of, uh, of of 25, 26, I think uh, I think Harrison is is he already 26? He's 25. I think Harrison turns 26 in the spring. I believe. Again, he's, seem, he's seems like he's been in the league. For, well, he's, and, he, and he, he has, has been, been in the league for a long time. He has been in the league for a long time. <laughs> and you know, I made the comparison early on uh, of of when the the last two times the the Mavericks had a had a young core mm-hmm. uh, where they had three guys, which were the the three Jays back in the mid 90s, which mm-hmm. blew up in their faces. And then, of course, when they had uh, Dirk, Nash, and Michael Finley. Finley yeah. And, that's a, and that's, that's a very similar kind of thing. They're, they're different players, different kinds of players, but it's a similar element. You had a European player. You had a really great distributor. And then you had a guy who was a dependable scorer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the same thing you have in the mix now with, with yeah. Barnes 
and these and uh, and Luca and Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a similar thing, and I think that what the difference is now is that they do have some really good parts around these guys. You know, back in the early days of Dirk and Nash and Finley, they had Sean Bradley as their center. Yeah, there's a little difference having DeAndre Jordan, who already is probably the second best center in in, in Mavericks history after you know, Tyson Chandler. After yeah. Tyson Chandler, yeah, and that, and if he plays for and if he plays long enough, I mean, he'll be because he puts up more numbers. He, he does. does more. He is he's a better yeah. center than Tyson Chandler is. But although uh, the interesting thing to me is that what everybody said then when they brought Tyson Chandler in was the difference he made not only on defense but such a great guy yeah. such a such a great guy in the locker room you know really you know mm-hmm. very uh, emotional guy a guy that's going to kind of bring a team up just because Dirk was not that kind of guy sure same thing now with DeAndre Jordan mm-hmm. a, a guy a fun guy a guy who, who talks a lot a guy who communicates a lot mm-hmm. and is kind of the stir that's stirring the drink the straw mm-hmm. that's stirring the drink for them so I, I think that this team has potential now which is you know, last year at this time, you, you would have said zero potential. Mm-hmm. Dennis is a nice pick. Okay, they got themselves a nice – it looked like Still they got a, a nice long, point guard. a long, way off. Oh, a long way off. Yeah. You know, and then they go out and they get a center who has already shown that he, he's able to meld with this team and mm-hmm. do, do a good job. Uh, then they got Luka in that – which they gave up a first-round draft pick next year. Yeah. Uh, and so, the, you know, it, unless it's a, a top-five protected pick – I think the chances are that uh, they're they're going to lose that pick. Yeah. That's not going to be a top five pick mm-hmm. from from the looks of things. So this team, the arrows pointing up. It's uh, it doesn't mean that oh they're going to be you know competing for championships in two years. It, it doesn't mean that at all. They're still going to have to make one more significant addition to the team, sure. I believe. And we, oh and, yeah, and we'll, and we'll see what that is. And you have yeah, and again, it's whether DeAndre is going to stay. Now you remove that component, and that's then uh, you're talking two going forward that right. you're going to have to do. And, and to me, they're going to have a interesting decision too when it gets closer to the trade deadline about and just where they are and not to say that they're going to do anything in the postseason this year no one does everyone knows that and and it's and it's uh but from from a long-term perspective how much off of coming off the few seasons where you haven't been any haven't had any success and it is important to ingrain habits of winning in young players. And you've seen it time and time again in the NBA. If they come in and they go three, four, five years and don't win, they're different players and have a different approach to the game than players who come in and win early. Right. It's just different because it's, it's, it surrounds you. You have to uh, – your attitude and your interactions change. You have to – you know, this isn't like football where losing one game is big because you can lose three games in a week even if you're a good team. I mean, you oh, just absolutely. have to adapt. Your mindset has to adapt in order to handle it and just conduct yourselves in, in baseball and in hockey and basketball. So it's different. But um, to me, Dallas will have a decision on like, okay, we're good and we still want to be good. But now – you know what, J.J. Barea would probably look pretty good to some teams right around oh, the trade absolutely. deadline. Absolutely. Do we go ahead and make ourselves the worst team and lose some more this year, or does it make sense for us to keep him so we can still feel good about what we're doing and continue to make some progress this first season? And they're going to have those sort of decisions coming up at, at the trade deadline. The annual trade Devin Harris uh, story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, again. Yeah, well again. I tell you, uh, you know, for all the grief we've given the, the Mavericks, and rightfully so, for the little attention they paid to the draft, Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 of course, in a lot of the a lot of those years, there wasn't anything to get from those drafts. But there was there's certainly possibilities has been. I thought that this year could turn out to be an exceptional year for them. 
because mm-hmm. not only did they get Luka in the first round, they got Jalen Brunson in Brunson, the second. Yeah. And, and I really like Jalen Brunson in college. You know, mm-hmm. just a really smart player. Yeah. Play, played a long time there and, and also was you know, played on championship teams. He was a player of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really feel like that he brings a lot to the table. Losing Yogi Ferrell to me uh, and replacing him with with Jalen Brunson, Brunson was was not a big drop off. No, I don't I don't expect that yeah. to be a drop off. He's, no, he's a little bigger player too, and that and that certainly helps. I think that uh, they have done a lot of the things they needed to do to put themselves in a position to to go forward here. So that, I think that the the arrow is pointing up. Let's just go around the the the, the teams here, the pro teams. Arrow's pointing oh, up for the I was Mavericks. Say go around the horn here. There are only <laughs> yeah, two of us. Like don't <laughs> say around the horn. Let's go back. That, I know. That, I know. That's that's trademark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mavericks arrow pointing up. Cowboys arrow. Sideways at best. Sideways, yeah. <laughs> I think sideways is fair at this point until until this uh, to be determined. Until I they mean, win, we're going to see until they win two games in a row. It's, let's let's say that, uh, yeah sideways. to be determined, but if forced to make one at the moment, down. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. Rangers down. Yeah, I'm saying down on the Rangers certainly. Uh, and the Stars up up. They were up. They they've they struggled a little bit recently. Yeah. They they were they were really scoring. That's also another team that's gone back to its old ways of being a, a score first, uh, mm-hmm. which is what they were before Ken Hitchcock came back. Uh, we'll see what they do going forward. I'm certainly not not Mr. Pucks, uh, but uh, I, I think that we could say that they are. So that's two up, one down, one sideways, which is actually better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> And the Cowboys have been sideways for a long time yes, in a lot of ways. Have. They have been sideways. All right. Well, that's our uh, Mavericks podcast for today. We also had a Rangers podcast with Evan uh, Grant from Surprise. And then we talked about the Cowboys at length, about the trade for Amari Cooper and what that's going to mean for the organization going forward. Think uh, how much lively this conversation was. Without Evan without, dragging oh it down? Uh, or, or mugging with, it with up? His, yeah, yeah. You know, Evan trying to think of something to Every say. Every three minutes, he would have thought for three minutes about what he was going to throw in and then, like, toss it in and bring it to a complete stop down. <laughs> Throwing an anchor in. That's where, he, he is the anchor of this broadcast, but not in the way that you would, you would hope for him to be. No. So, from everybody in here to everybody out there, thanks, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Mavericks Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.